And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show. It's an in-person edition. I'm here with Ari Wasserman. We're in Chicago. We got meetings for The Athletic. He's wearing a hat of a hotel that's too expensive for me to go to. That's not true at all. Okay, I, I could probably like I could probably afford a room there on a down night. Yeah, like not a Tuesday. during F one. Yeah, maybe maybe Tuesday. Yeah, they're having an F one yeah, race in Vegas. They're not gonna yeah. let me in a room. Can there. you explain that to me? Like, what are they just gonna clear out the entire strip and ro- drive four hundred miles down the strip? Yes, they did. It. They but, did it in Miami Beach. There were lots of of really cool interstate exit cloverleafs overlooking the race. That's a uh, to me. It's like, what about the median partitions of the streets? Like they have to like block those off and everything. I like, would think so. Yeah, I mean that would be. And be that's been talking Formula One with Andy and Ari. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny. I was talking to a buddy about uh, Formula One this morning. I'm like, do people really watch this? Yes. And it's like it's a huge thing. So I'm. What? Yeah. Wait. People really watch a sport where the same team wins over and over, over. and over. Is that again? how it is in Formula One, or is it just? Oh yes. Football? You don't know about Red Bull Racing? No, I don't know anything about it. Yeah, Red Bull Racing. They finish like one two in every race. There's two drivers per team. They finish one two. So it's like a Ricky Bobby. Uh, in Cal Naughton Jr. Cal yes. Jr. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Exactly. Well, but at least both of them get a chance to be first instead of just no. Not. Usually one guy's. First. Do they run the slingshot player? Uh, they don't do the shake and bake. <laughs> so now, because we're talking about Formula E, and that's <laughs> that's where the, that's where you know Borat comes from. I, I'm I'm killing. I'm not. I'm dying on names today. I can't think of anybody's uh, name right now. It, I've been flying all day. You can tell. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Airplane. That's what I adults. love about you, Andy. You just get off the airplane. You get in a cab, and you're in downtown Chicago. Let's podcast. Let's ride. So it's here exactly we are. Right. Well, I, I'm actually looking across the street. There's a rooftop bar slash restaurant. I think that we are going We're there go. at some point. As oh, a team. So wow. That's good. Yeah. Well, maybe we got to scout it out. I don't yeah. know. But we need to talk about teams that win everything and okay. that always win and okay. that keep getting better and keep dominating. So the Formula One intro is actually a pretty good one yeah, because it sounds like the Georgia Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. The Georgia Bulldogs got a commitment on Monday from Dylan Rayola, the number one quarterback in the class of 2024, the number one recruit in the class of 2024. He was once committed to Ohio State. He then decommitted. He is the son of former Nebraska great Dominic Rayola. Mm-hmm. His uncle is on Nebraska's staff right now, but he did not go to Nebraska. He is going to be a Georgia Bulldog. He posts the, the graphic on Instagram, home. I was, appa- I was appalled by that. Athens is home. I was so appalled by that that I got accused of being a Nebraska homer a few times in the comments of my column. Well, Nebraska's not home either. He's from Phoenix. No, I know, but like home is not necessarily a location. It's a... Yeah. You know, it's like I'm not from mm-hmm. Israel, but I mean, I guess you could say that would be a home of mine since my mother's from there. Okay. Right? My family yeah. lives there. It's yeah, a that's personal connection. Right. And not about your address. But my point is that Athens is not home. Okay. Home. And I understand that home is. I don't know. Are you, you've never yeah. had the biscuits in Mama's Boy? Uh-uh. 
It sure as hell guess, feels like home when you're eating. Those. We're talking about biscuits, <laughs> and we can just shut the column off and just talk about that. But I, I just like the whole idea that I have about college football, and we discuss this all the time, Andy. It's like parody and NIL and expanded playoff, and it's like if we can't even fix this, then I think all the other you stuff, mean the best players going to the best school? Yeah, but I'm just the saying, exact like, opposite of the NFL draft. Yeah, it'd be, like, it'd be like if the Kansas City Chiefs got to draft first. Well, that's what's happening in yeah. college football, but they get to draft first through 11. <laughs> like, that's much. what it's like. So, and it's just like Nebraska in this scenario has all those personal connections. Yes. This kid visited there six times in two yeah. years, which is a lot for an unofficial yeah. visit. Uh-huh. It seemed for a while there that they had a legitimate yeah. chance. Uh-huh. They had all these opportunities. Yeah. And, and it's the- like, if you can't close there, then. What the hell is Nebraska supposed to do? Nebraska has anybody stunk out loud for for how no, many I years? Like, Georgia's winning national. Titles. How do you fix that by getting players like this? That's how you fix that problem. Well, you could offer them more money through NIL. That's, that's actually. Th- how I you still fix don't it. think that's going to work. I don't think it'll work either. Yeah, for everybody, I think it'll work for some. I think because Nebraska would be one of the ones that you exactly might actually assume correct. would be good at. Yes, that. I think they'd be very. And it's good like at it. to me. And, like, I'm not faulting Dylan Rayola. Although Dylan Rayola's dad played in the NFL for a long time, he hadn't any money. Well, also, so too. So, NIL money, you know, you could you could dangle that, but I don't, I'm not sure that's going to be the, the number one factor on his yeah. mind. Yeah, so here's the so, thing about this, this whole thing, Andy, that got me all fired up, and it's this. It's not like Georgia, despite the fact that they've been Death Star good the last two years, has yeah. been the beacon of quarterback development. Right. No. So, like, even when he was originally committed to Ohio, they got State, a walk on drafted this year. They did. They did. Um, higher than I thought he was going to go. He went. Yeah. I, and and round, I think right? Stetson Bennett's going to play in the NFL for a little while. You do? Yeah, I do. Starter or just like be a back? I think he's going to be on a roster for a while. Yeah. Well, I think that that's yeah. probably fair to say. Yeah. But my point is, is that like, if I were Dylan Rayola, I would do the same thing. You are you are the person. You have a dream to go to the NFL and be who people compare you to. Mm-hmm. You want to go to the place that is the path of least resistance. This is the there. NBA, by the way. This is this is how NBA free yeah. agency works too. Dream teams form, and that's exactly what recruits have been doing for the last fifteen years. You've written about it. They cluster. Yeah, they clustered, but it's more than ever before now. It's absurd now. Yeah, like we're we're talking. 60% of the top 100 players in the country go to a group of four or five schools yeah, every year. That's exactly like, right. So like what, so like this is exactly what was always going to happen, I guess. Right. You know, who's either going to go to Ohio state, then he opened his recruitment up and he mm-hmm. ends up at, at, and I guess if things don't work out at uh, Georgia, he can just end up at Alabama. But <laughs> what do you do as a team to build in this world? Because if Nebraska can't close this and I understand why they didn't, but if they can't get rule. Yep. The whole rule thing. Now here's here's what Matt Rule has to do. And and the problem is it's not an instant fix. You can't do this right away. You got to make NFL draft picks. The the reason they all go to Georgia, to Ohio State, to Alabama, and, and LSU, not quite as many numbers, but they get a lot of these guys too. They put people in the top of the NFL draft. But there is the that other is flip why of the coin. It is the best recruiting tool in the world. But we also just got done doing the three-star you thing when yes. we added up. There was no statistical or data-driven argument that a five-star prospect is more likely to get drafted going to one of these schools. It is a perception. But, but wouldn't you want to just... Yes, I'm just playing devil's doubt. Of course. <laughs> like, yeah. That's what I always say to Mitch whenever he goes, well, it doesn't really matter where you go if you're a five... Like, I get it. You want to go to the place that has the best environment, the yeah. best culture. No, if you're a five-star, there's but, basically a one-in-two chance that you're going to get drafted in the NFL. At the end of regardless of where you go to college. Right. But it is built 
into the brains of every every kid, right or wrong, mm-hmm. that they have a much better chance of achieving that goal by going to the because the they keep watching people go. Yes. So how do you break that? that that's a thing. Yeah. It's like we always talk about well, parody. We've spent so you know much who time. broke that? Georgia. No, Georgia was Alabama. always talented, and they're in Georgia. Was always bro. Talented, Come on. But Alabama was always the this talented. Alabama was this. Six, seven somebody years even commented on the story, and I took exception to it. Of like, Georgia had less wins than Nebraska between 2008 and 2014, or something like that. And like, that's that might actually Bo be Pelini true. won a bunch. I know, and that's that might actually be true. But like, even if you go back five years ago, people were annoyed that Georgia was in the conversation with Alabama when they hadn't won anything. Like, Georgia is not a lovable underdog. Yeah, that, but they're that always more of a we we think they should be doing better. And but we they, were right. they've never been yeah. a team that. Sh- it's it's appalling that it took this long for them to win a championship. But the thing that I always go back to, Andy, is that like the last five or six years in this sport now, mm-hmm. I don't even know if you can compare it to 2005. Well, it's is, not the same thing you, anymore. You, you you can't have a draft. Even if you make them employees, I don't think you could start a draft in mm-hmm. this day and age. Like if suddenly the NBA decided to abolish this draft or the NFL decided to abolish this draft, you'd never get it back. No one would be down with, you, you are now forced to go work for this this company. But your, your number one thing here, Andy, has always been give it time, things will change. And I and I, I mm-hmm. buy that. Nothing stays the same forever. Yeah. But I'm looking at the current situation that the sport is in right now. And every single oh, five-star prospect. Oh, when I say things will change, I just mean the identity of the super teams will change. Yeah, but you think that in 15 years or 20 years. I don't years know that there won't be super teams. No, I know. But do you think the identities of those super teams are going to be USC, Notre Dame, Oregon, and well, Texas. What was it 20 years ago? USC and Texas were right. among them. So while we're in this, and maybe this is just my problem, but while we're in this scenario uh-huh. where every top 100 player in the country is programmed to automatically favor the five schools that are in the place right now, how do you break that trend? You Dylan, hire Lincoln Riley at USC. That's one way you do it. Yeah, and he got his, you know. He had a Heisman Trophy winner he and played, played for the conference yeah. championship. Yeah, And now, they, now they've gotten they, some people out of the transfer portal and, and perhaps still signed one-fourth of how many top 100 players I know. signed. I know. I, I don't know. Like, And I, I know what you say. You hire the right guy, but it's like if Matt Rule, is that not a sexy hire? Like, what's How many five-star recruits has Matt, Matt Rule ever no, signed? No, I know, but like, it, it, it inspires hope. <laughs> That's not him. his style, by this the way. This is never going to happen anywhere else. Or I mean, like, the, the Ari is pointing to his play- column, which Sorry. is on my iPad. The number one overall on player in the entire country who plays the quarterback position, having the personal connection to Nebraska and, and considering them this closely any other way. Like how many times in a 20-year in a period does this happen for a program? Once every 30 years, maybe? Like, this is a it, – it's, it's just like, okay, so he goes to Georgia, a team that has multiple five-star quarterbacks mm-hmm. on its roster that stink? That may or may not play for Georgia. Ever? So it's just like, what are you even signing up for? You're signing up for the per- perception of going to the best place um, that wins the most. There, and there it's not are, necessarily even the greatest players. place for quarterbacks. There are players who will buck that trend, but there aren't many. And I don't blame them. It's, you said the same thing. You do I don't blame thing. him. Yeah. It's not a, it's yeah. not a Dylan Rayola But, but there, there are no. players who will say, I want to be the first. I want to be the one who, who changes things around here. But it, it's not many. And... You know, I go back to, to like when Tim Tebow committed to Florida. He was a lifelong Florida fan. Now, I, I don't know if he would have committed to Florida if Mike Shula hadn't been fired at Alabama. He really liked that staff. But Florida was on him hard. The, the Zook staff was on him. That, that's what happened is, is the Zook staff gets fired. He liked Larry Fedora a lot. 
Larry Fedora suddenly gone, Alabama comes in. It took Greg Madison and Urban Meyer basically to, to reel him back in the boat, but he always wanted to be at Florida and he wanted to bring them back to national title. Like, listen, we're two did. years removed away from yeah. the number one overall player in the country going to Jackson State. That's like, true. I do know. And he plays for are, Colorado now. And there are certain players or certain highly ranked players who aren't going to go to Alabama, Georgia, Ohio yeah. State, or Clemson. But this one particular kind of sticks to me a little but, bit. You know, you, know what, you know what you need to happen? Quarterback. You need one Nico to be great. Yeah. You need somebody like that. Mm-hmm. You need Dante. Jackson Arnold even because Oklahoma's not in that, in that mix Dante right Moore to be great. Yeah. At, U- at UCLA. The, the quarterbacks who made the non-traditional ch- – well, not non-traditional. Those are all traditional, you know, yeah. traditionally good programs. But they made the choice that was not the popular choice right now. They didn't go to Ohio State. They didn't go to Alabama. They didn't go to Georgia. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. What's interesting is, is that like how many five-star quarterbacks are there in a given class? Six, five? Yeah, three, four. There's I only mean, really only four or three slam dunk. Right, and a lot so of, and, and it's to... still a crapshoot. It's still like yeah. half don't work out. So no, but I'm saying like from from a numbers game, mm-hmm. you're gonna have only one player can go to Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State, and then everybody else has to pick, and maybe USC. Right. But like, it's like I would have understood if Dylan Rayola went to SC. Yeah, I wouldn't have written the column that I wrote. If he did that, but like what? And I understand, too, that isn't well, like Matthew Stafford or Lincoln certain, Riley. I mean, makes and there's a certain sense. connection to Georgia, too, with with Matthew Stafford and the Rayola family. But I like look at Georgia. You mean his dad snapped to him for all those? <laughs> yeah, years? Yeah. But like um, Scott father, right? I think he's his godfather. Um, Dominic. I think that Matthew Stafford oh, is, oh, is Dylan is Rayola's godfather. godfather. Oh, yeah. um, well, that's that's a pretty Hefty influence there. It is, but Matthew I, Stafford. Hey, Dylan, you know what was awesome? Living in Athens. Here, let me show you these photos that went viral on the internet of me and my future wife when we were students at Georgia. And by the way, I was the number one pick in the NFL draft. Things were very awesome in Athens. Yeah, in 09 when I was in high school. It was great. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I Yeah. So, but like to me, it's like they do, you don't pick Georgia because you believe that to be the best possible place that you could get developed as a quarterback. I don't think Georgia, when I think cultivating and sharpening quarterback skills, well, you think the USC, the but they've, they're pretty full but up. I right think now. about Ohio state because yeah. their last two quarterbacks yeah. have been taken in the first round. Um, you know, Alabama has multiple starters mm-hmm. in the NFL right now. Like Georgia's probably third of the super teams as it pertains to of quarterback. those. Yeah. And Clemson, right. if we're, if we're adding them, probably even higher than Georgia, right. Because right? they've got course, Deshaun Watson and Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. They're probably higher than, Ohio State in terms of the ones that are successful. Right. So it's just like Georgia wins this battle. And I think about what could have been, which yeah. is what like if he would have gone to Nebraska and I know that there are like, you know, Arch Manning going to Texas last year, but like 
Is there a more influential commitment on a single program? Could maybe maybe you can make the case that Arch Manning last year was more influential. Well, for Arch Texas. Manning had a very defined Pied Piper effect at Texas. But think about Nebraska Dylan Rayola would have had number a great one Pied overall Piper effect player. In Nebraska. Yeah, absolutely. In year one of a coach that's yeah. supposed to fix a program with relentless competence. Absolutely. I mean, I I honestly am just like, I don't know. Uh, and here's the thing: like, I like to pretend that I'm like for the underdog when you know I'm like the of biggest talent. Not. <laughs> the talent, uh, talent whore, you can yeah, say it. Ta- talent whore. I was going to say slut, uh, but um, you know, it is unfortunate, Andy, because it's like there are so many, there are, are so many fans who like those big time teams. Yeah, but there are a million right other fans. And this that is why just, this is why pro leagues have drafts. And like Nebraska yeah. fans are like upset because this happened. But what does this mean for Mizzou fans or you know other programs that are in similar positions that kind of you know could have a shot? if they got the right people, but just mm-hmm. if you can't win that battle, if, if Nebraska can't win that battle, then what battle are now, they going to win? Here's the thing. If Matt rule has been at Nebraska for five years and they've steadily gotten better, I'd say there's probably a good shot of him winning that battle. Yeah. He's brand new. They haven't been to a bowl game in how many years? I mean, yeah, it's, this is not Matt rules fault. He walked into this thing. So, I'm not saying it's Matt Rule's fault. I yeah. think Matt Rule played it perfectly. They they passed on another kid who was a top 500 player at the quarterback position in Nebraska. Went all in on the guy. You got to. You have to. There's yeah. no. Tr- if he wouldn't have, that would have been like a fireable offense. Absolutely. Like he he did what he had to do. I'm not blaming Rule. I'm just saying like in a in a sport that we are starved for parity because we are right. Like we want different results. Yeah. I want to live in a world where we're doing this podcast, Andy, and you can't pick which five of, of from five teams. Oh, I, win the exactly. Play. And this is this is why I said before the only way this stops or changes is when this stops is is Nico winds up being great at Tennessee or Dante winds up being great at UCLA. Some quarterback. Who did not make the obvious? Eh, Dante was going to go to Oregon. That happens all the time, though, doesn't it? Like I don't know. Think about like Zach Wilson was the top five pick at BYU, right? Like I don't know. Did he did he win the national title for BYU? Oh yeah, but like there's no shot. They could they could simulate the next five years a million times, and UCLA is not winning the national championship. I don't know, but maybe that maybe that convinces more good players to come there. Chip Kelly's recruiting philosophy might be the hindrance there. Although yeah, he did sign a five-star I mean, like, quarterback, so maybe, he did. maybe that's changing. He did, and I think that he, I think that we're going to look at UCLA as a fun team. But to like watch. Tennessee, which has NIL they set could, up very could, well, right? Which, right, which has good facilities. People seem to like Josh Heupel. Like if they produce, like let's say Joe Milton is good this year, winds up being a first-round draft pick. Which, by the way, if Joe Milton is good, he will be a first-round draft pick. Just marginal, and then goes to the combine and does exactly what. Oh, he's going <laughs> to blow away the combine. No, no, no. If he is good this season, he'll be a first round draft pick. Yeah. And then let's say Nico follows him and, and is, is very good. Yeah. All of a sudden, maybe those guys want to go to Tennessee. It's just like, what is the. So when you think about it, let's just take away what happened with Rayola. Let's take yeah. away these. Examples. I realize what I'm saying takes too long. How long does that take? And if it, it does years. take that long, is it possible? Like, I think there's a certain window of it takes six or seven years. And I wrote about this with Brent Venables on Monday. Like, how long is Oklahoma willing to wait for them to be able to beat Alabama? Oh, I think that that is a very short window because Oklahoma is used to being good. They've been bad exactly well, one period in their history, and they will not accept. But Lincoln Riley mediocrity. didn't have them able to beat Alabama. He sure either, didn't. Right? Well, one year they played a close game. Yeah, he sure didn't have them. So is the expectation so. to match Riley or is the expectation? No, the expectation is to match Kirby. So that 
with his recruiting philosophy is a major but that's here's what I wrote thing. about. At a certain point, we said, no, how could anyone ever compete with Nick Saban? And then Dabo did, and then Kirby did. Yeah. Someone will come along. It'll happen. Yeah, I'm trying to think like because Clemson was a solid program before Dabo, right? Uh, they were very mediocre. They they were not as good they, as they, they had been. good teams, but they weren't great. Right. Georgia was a level up from that. Right. right. Georgia. At the, at their Georgia was in a really good place, but good was the enemy of great. Because it is interesting, and this might be an interesting story. Yeah. But if you look at programs that went from good to elite. Yeah. I don't even know if I count Georgia in this. Okay, I think Clemson's me, the only me, one, but what other programs match that profile? Tennessee this, does, right? What about Michigan? Michigan does. Because look at look at how Michigan is producing draft picks now. And they have been. Right. Yeah. And they have been steadily. And they can advertise that. And you do see, you're seeing them win some higher profile recruiting battles now mm-hmm. in Michigan. They have the five-star quarterback right mm-hmm. now. Our guy Dane Brugler thinks he's a first round draft pick next year. We'll we'll see what JJ Who does. does. Oh, JJ McCarthy. I thought yeah. you meant the recruit. No, no, yeah. JJ McCarthy. So maybe they're the next one. It in could line be. For this. It could be. And that's the thing. It's like which it is an interesting thought of if you had to duplicate what Clemson did. Yeah. Who are the five programs right now that aren't there yet that fit the Penn profile? State is producing NFL players at a good clip. Yeah. Uh, Olu is going to be probably a top 10 pick next year. Tennessee, Penn yeah. State, Michigan. Yep. USC to a certain extent. Yes. I don't know if they're. No, no. Well, listen, Lincoln Riley alone guarantees you a shot at the best quarterback in every class. I just don't know how to look at, at programs like Oklahoma and Texas. Well, Oklahoma, we're just going to see what happens. But, but do they fit the profile of a team that could be elite? Absolutely. Or go from good to elite. Absolutely. And Oklahoma they've been, was they've good. Been there before. Or was Oklahoma already elite? They made the playoff four times. They weren't they weren't elite compared to what yeah. wins the national title because you saw the results of the games. But I would say that Clemson's transformation under Dabo was far more impressive and dramatic than than right. Georgia's if, under Kirby. If it was a harder road than than Alabama's under Saban, than Georgia's under Kirby, than than what anybody did. And I don't know do. if that can be duplicated. But, Which but makes here, me think that Dabo Sweeney is the best coach of the last 15 maybe, years. But it's easier to do it at Michigan than it would be at Clemson. It's easier to do it at Penn State than it would be at Clemson. It's easier to do it at USC than it would be at Clemson. Yeah. Well, the thing that Clemson was a uh, beneficiary of is they didn't have another already established team in their division. You, you mean the, the team that won the maybe national State, title in 2013? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like, they, but like, they did. But like, I'm saying they had to overcome that. You know what my number beast? one problem is, dude? Hmm. I can't reconcile what the sport looks like today and then make good faith comparisons to 2010. I just can't do it. Like, it's not the same game to me. And maybe that's a flaw of mine, and I need to, like, open myself up a little bit. But, well, like, it, it's overcoming just, that Florida wrong. State team is not the same thing as overcoming oh, Ohio no, State, no, your division. No, that Florida State team. And they were loaded. They were. They weren't, they weren't, like, getting top 100 players yes. in this clip. Yes, Go they compare were. It. Go compare it. Okay. I guarantee uh, you they don't. All right. I believe you. I believe you, but they were absolutely loaded. They were that like yeah, that 2013 really Florida State team could have could have competed with Georgia or Alabama. And the or greatest Ohio State right now, the greatest college football teams of all time. There's yeah. a few in the early 2000s that could hold. Yeah, I'm not saying the teams weren't good back yeah. then. I'm saying the immovable force of the repetition of the stacked recruiting oh, classes makes it hard well, to overcome. Long I had a, term. I had a mailbag question last week about Urban Meyer's statement that there's not a better roster in, in college football yeah. in Texas. And I had somebody ask the, could urban be right? And I'm like, no, he's not right. Georgia and Ohio state have better rosters. I don't know what Texas. he was getting it's not close. Well, 
if you just look at skill talent and top end talent, like Kelvin Banks, their, their left tackle. But their D line is going to be nasty this year, right? And their Texas? offensive lines. Okay, now here's the thing. Georgia, in their interior D line, has four guys who will play in the NFL, at mm-hmm. least, maybe five. Mm-hmm. They, they got a freshman. Which a will always be true, no matter what. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Texas has maybe two, maybe three who will play in the NFL. But the, can they rotate? If somebody gets hurt, how deep are they? That's Those the, are all This things. is yeah. what Georgia has over almost everybody else. Alabama and Ohio State, to a certain extent, LSU Not the same, though, are the only with, yeah. ones that can even come close to that but this is the first year that texas actually has elite top end talent on both sides yes, of the line of scrimmage correct which makes me i'm sorry like i'm getting i know you are i, I don't know i I'm, can't do I, it I, I don't know I, i'm and when oklahoma wins the big 12 on the way out i was i was be... on uh uh the gambling channel on vegas the other day Vison, yeah um the one that you got me on um and they asked me about over under win totals mm-hmm. and they they're both because texas and oklahoma are both nine and a half this year and texas plays <laughs> so high for what they were like texas plays bama and they said which nine and a half would you be more comfortable taking the over on and i'm ashamed to admit it but i said texas wow and i also think <laughs> and i'm saying this and i i think I, I, th- I, th- just I write this down i think for later i also think that i said <laughs> this to you over text and i'm ready to expose myself on this podcast uh in a figurative way is youtube gonna um gonna shut down our channel after this don't know what the spread of that texas alabama game oh boy here we go i'm saying what's today may 15th yeah okay i would not be shocked okay if texas won that game i wouldn't be like i think i i'm very close to picking them i wouldn't be shocked either i'm gonna pick alabama i can tell you that right now yeah i wouldn't be shocked if texas won the game it's and Texas played them so close last year, and the and the the gulf between the two teams was a lot. And maybe wider. the quarterback transfer situation at Alabama is in my head a little bit, yeah. but I feel like oh no, it's in everybody's head. Because like if Texas doesn't win the Big Twelve this year, it's an epic failure, right? Absolutely. So like we're at that point. Oh, where... and by the way, they're not going to. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm gonna have to be doing like push-ups. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. So you're gonna change the subject, but can I ask you this one question? Yes, you can. Uh, it's a would you rather, and I saw it on Instagram. Oh boy, here we go. Here we was, go. Here we go. I thought of you, and I wanted to save it to ask you. Okay. Would you rather be given a million dollars in cash mm-hmm. or would you rather be paid $25,000 every time you completed a marathon? Uh, I'll take the million bucks. I've run a marathon. But you're like a big runner. That's a lot of marathons, Ari. I know, but you would be That's able to 40 knock marathons get, you would just to even break even. But wouldn't you just dedicate your life to like running them? My body breaks down. I will say when I ran the marathon that I ran, the guy I ran with for the last 10 miles was this guy named Phil. He was a house painter from Apopka, Florida. And it was, were you talking while you were running? Yeah. Really? There's not much else to do. You were um, out of breath? I wasn't running that fast. By, by mile 16, I was not moving too uh. fast. So Phil was in his 60s at the time, and he was attempting to run 50 marathons in 50 states in one calendar year. So what I'm saying, you could do that. You're in like physical. Like, don't you run like eight miles in the morning? Uh, some mornings, yeah. Okay, so if you're just like routinely running eight miles, your body would break down so fast, dude. I feel like you were like way closer to being able to do this more often than anyone else I know. To if you do eight, even I have to run forty marathons. I understand that, and it would just think be about miserable. The but every single time you the... were, but every time I think that at a certain point, wouldn't your body just become accustomed to it? I not at my age. 
Okay. I All think. Right. Well, I mean, Phil was in his sixties. I thought you were going to say the twenty-five grand. So I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit shocked by I, this. I just well, because I've run a marathon. I think if I hadn't run a marathon, I'd be like, I'd every do single it. time you run a marathon, you get a twenty-five thousand. Do you know chip. what it feels like on mile twenty-three? It feels like there's lightning striking. No, your I don't legs know what it every feels minute. like. I'm I'm a person with other priorities. <laughs> it feels I, I, horrible, but I feel like yeah. Okay, well. I feel like how long is a marathon? 26.2 miles? 26.2 miles, yeah. Okay, so if you routinely run eight, and that's just a normal Tuesday for you, I feel like you're already 35%. If you're training 35 for a marathon, you there. never run more than 20 in the training at a time, at one time. And then you just have to get out the last six at the you end? You got out the last six on race day, yeah. Oh. So. I know, you just get, like, super thin and just never, like, quit all your box jumps and all the other I guess stuff I could eat everything I wanted. And, and all you would do is just pretty high. 26 miles. I mean, you you could probably knock out 40 in a five-year period if you really dedicated yourself for oh, it. Oh, I could not. Yeah, I mean, I could knock out 40 in two years. So if you rock, knocked out 40 in two years, then every other marathon that you ran is just surplus. So you run a marathon every two weeks. You stay conditioned for it. All right, I'm coming around to it. I'm, I'm not trying to convince you. I just, I, I just I'm think surprised. my body breaks down at some point. But as long as I get 41 before my body breaks down, okay. I'm still making a profit. Would you rather take a million dollars cash mm -hmm. or get 25 million, but you get dropped in a bowling alley and you have 10 attempts and you have to roll two strikes? And if you don't roll two strikes out of the 10, you get zero. Right now, I get zero. I'm not that confident okay. in myself as a bowler. Okay. Do you want to get to the ACC now? Yeah, let's talk about the <laughs> ACC. <laughs> As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Would you rather, Ari, mm -hmm. stay in a conference until 2036 that's going to pay you 30 to $40 million less than a conference that you feel like you have to compete with in recruiting and maybe you have a rival in that conference? Or would you like to have your lawyers go up against a document that they may not be able to beat, and if they can't beat it, it could cost you bajillions of dollars? Well, how confident are we that they're going to beat this thing? They, 
That's the that's the number one question. Like so your we're lawyer has the grant, to have the grant a of rights in the ACC is is and and I will I will do the quick explanation of that. What that means is, back in 2013, the schools of the ACC signed over their media rights, so their rights to televise their home events, to the league, and so the league owns them until the end of this contract, which is 2036, and so the defense of the league or the schools that are left in the ACC, if someone tried to leave, is we own those rights until 2036 you cannot sell them to someone else so that is that's what we're talking about and then the lawyer's strategy would be that the landscape has changed like what 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 how do you get it it seems like a pretty cut and dry thing to me so it just they would they would argue it's unenforceable i actually wrote a story about this about a year ago and if everyone's checking on the athletic you can it's got a copy of the original acc grant rights and a copy of the big 12 and pac 12 grants of rights where you can look at what are very simple documents that are very short. And, and the attorney I talked to, because he's the one who, while he was in law school, got a copy of the ACC Grant Rights, which is not supposed to be something you can get a copy of. Uh, he's like, yeah, and because and, he does this sort of thing as, in his job. He's like, if you asked me to put one of these together, it'd be like 60 pages. These things are like four. So... It's really interesting. When you think about the amount of money that's on the line, too. Yeah. Like, my contract with the first website I worked for making $18,000 a year was, like, 25 pages long. Exactly. <laughs> Lots of declarations. Yeah. But, no, and, and, and so that's the situation. And so you have now we have a name for, for this group of schools. Uh, I don't know. I believe it was Brett McMurphy who coined it. Uh, Ross Dellinger listed these schools in the story today. We Nicole Auerbach and I have reported on a lot of this stuff over the last few months but here's here's the magnificent seven as brett called them which you know now it's got a sexy name we can just go with that so florida state clemson miami north carolina nc state virginia and virginia tech so those those are the schools that would like to potentially do something different they've i i know that some of those have been meeting for years about doing something about this i don't know how close they are I get a sense from talking to people, and I talked to some people about this last week. They are closer to challenging it than than previously believed. That they they might challenge it sometime in the next few years. Because what what they're talking about. So the ACC is meeting in Amelia Island, Florida, this week. And what nice talking, place to meet. It is a beautiful Ritz Carlton. Uh, you you should get a hat. Uh, yeah, I actually was in Turks and Caicos with my wife, and I went to the Ritz Carlton there. Mm -hmm. Bad hat selection. Oh, I, this one has some good hats. Next time I'm covering that event, I'll get you a hat. Well, no, I have to go myself. That way, oh, I can that's be the arrogant only way. about it. Okay, all right. Well, we'll we'll get. You. I can be an elitist because yeah. if you get it for me, then yeah, we'll have you cover it next year. Yeah, but so they're cover they're they're meeting right now. They're talking about uneven revenue distribution as a potential solution for this. Here's my problem with that, just fundamentally. If I'm Syracuse, if I'm Boston College, if I'm Pitt, if I'm one of these other schools, I'm going okay. What is making me get less? do to help this league stay together you not leave when the as soon as the the grant of rights ends like they're still gonna leave so why would i give you more money also i asked somebody from one of those schools that wants to leave i said would an incremental change in the amount of revenue you get from the acc so you get more in boston college or syracuse gets less is that going to cover the 30 million dollar gap and they're like no i was like then what are you doing what's the point right yeah and at the end the the 
the writings on the wall here yeah um yeah it's like this is like so deep in the weeds but it's just like think about how much money the legal fees are going to be oh my god like i mean like oh. i can't imagine what yeah billable and, hours undefeated and, and also too if i'm saying something stupid tell me but if you spend all do. that money mm -hmm. to sue somebody and yep. you win yes are you given back because like you get the proceeds of whatever that happens or do you still have to pay that money right you still have to pay that money to the lawyers even if they win the case uh in so some cases you you can actually sue for your own legal fees and then whoever loses then, has to pay so the they legal would have fees. to do that because but, if they don't and the legal fees are millions and millions and millions of dollars you also have to account for those expenses when you're thinking about what yeah. happens next. Absolutely. Because you're doing it all for financial gain. Yeah. And and it's very messy. But the, the thought is – somebody brought this up to me last week. If you look at the history of teams leaving conferences, they usually pay about 60%. That, I think, is what these schools are operating under, that that is how it will go, that it will be just like everybody else. That's what Texas and Oklahoma did. That's what uh, – when – Maryland left the ACC for the Big Ten when everybody left the Big East to go elsewhere. If they had to pay something, it was usually about 60% of what the rule said you should pay. I don't know if that's the case this time because, again, if somebody says your TV rights are still tied up, you're worthless as a property. And that, like, So the assumption that, that Florida State could just skate off to the SEC or Clemson could just skate off the SEC – the SEC is not going to touch anybody who's not available free and clear. That's why they're always yeah. – like when they took Oklahoma and Texas, the wording of who talked to who first and how that went down was very carefully plotted mm -hmm. because they don't want anybody suing them. So I can guarantee you if it's not all taken care of, like Boston College is going to sue whatever school tries to leave. Syracuse is going to sue whatever school tries to leave. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a major mess, and it's like to me, Andy. I, I think, wow, twenty thirty six is a really long time away, right? Yes, but at the same time, too, it's like how long is it in the grand scheme of things? Like, is it a long time? Too, too long for these people because none of these ads will be the ads at their schools in twenty thirty. Also, to the amount of money yeah. that the other conferences are going to be bringing in mm -hmm. could risk burying. Those well, and brands. that and that's yeah. the thing. And if you look at it from the perspective of, of say North Carolina, who could be in the big 10 or the sec or, or Florida state or Clemson who feel like they deserve to be in the sec or they fit better there. They're doing the math too, that it is $30 million over annually. Over over yeah. Again. Now an interesting comment. I, I don't know where Michael Alford was talking. I think it may have been the Orlando Sentinel. He was, he was being interviewed by this is a uh, Florida state's athletic director. And uh, he, he says, and I didn't think about this, but the Big 12 will have another negotiation in six years. Their current, their next deal that starts, or I guess they'll negotiate, yeah, their next deal starts in 2025. So after 2031, they'll have another mm -hmm. bite at the apple. There will still be five years left on the ACC deal. Oh, wow. At that point, the Big 12 deal, just because of inflation and everything else, might be better. Than, so UCF might have a better TV deal. Than Florida State at that point. Oh yeah, and yeah. and that pisses them off royally. Can you imagine, yeah, yeah, the complex of that and what that means. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't even think about that. So you've got to deal with all that, and but it seems to me that they'll come to a resolution at some point because the closer you get to the grant of rights um, ending, 
is the sooner the writing's on the wall and you know right. it's going to happen it's going to happen like, yeah there, I, there's no way I, like we could sit here right now and say there's no way it's getting the 20 i mean logically there, there's no way it gets to it but even if it got to it there's no way they they stay together it's like, too, it's like if you're yeah. married to somebody you know they don't love you like why are you I mean, I guess money would be at play. Here, <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, you know, you want to stay with somebody that doesn't want to be. Yeah, with there's you no anymore. there's How no kids money? in this relationship. Yeah. Staying together for the yeah, kids. So. Yeah. It's all that, financial. that's when we, we're, we're going to watch that one here over the next few months, because I again, it, if you'd asked me this a month ago, I'd have said, I don't think anybody's going to challenge that grant rights anytime soon. The more I hear, the more it sounds like somebody is going to step up and, and challenge it. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We appreciate it because it's going to give us a lot to talk about on the show. Yeah, it's always uh, the gift that keeps on giving. It's never going to. We, we keep talking about all these like evergreen episodes that we're going to do in the summer. We, we don't have any do windows. Them. There's no window. But I'll tell you one we're going to do. You remember we did our rewatchables last year? Oh, yeah. Are we doing okay. that again? Yeah, there's a game. I talked to, to Max Olson about this. Okay. We got to do the 2001 Colorado Nebraska game. Oh, wow. The yeah. one that broke Nebraska and, and then Colorado. It was the last you know, great game they ever played. Yeah. I don't really recall it. So I'd love to watch it again. You, you will love it just from a, it'll be something new to you. Cause you were fairly young. But they kicked point. the crap out of Nebraska. Destroyed them. Yeah. Them. Yeah. I think yes. I know what you're And yeah. Nebraska still ended up having to play for the national title. So that's, Oh one. yeah. I remember this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I remember that, I was 14, but yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. that's one of them. I, we haven't done the kick six yet. So that's another one. I like the 2010 Ohio state, Wisconsin game. I feel like that game's got, was that the one where prior scored at the end? Well, uh, Wisconsin won that game. Oh, so that's not, yeah, th- this is, this is a JJ Watt, Wisconsin team. Prior was on that team. It was, it was basically where it's like, Oh, prior may not be completely the answer here. Oh, I, I don't really remember that one either. So I'd have to, you may have covered it. I, uh, I might have. Yeah. yeah. Wait, no, that's the only, I one. definitely covered it. I was there. 2010? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I must have been there. I yeah. can't remember. I don't remember what happened. Well, it, I don't remember the loss. I just remember the prior run one, and then I remember mm-hmm. the Hail Mary that they hit them when Russell Wilson was the quarterback. Do you remember that one? Well, that was Michigan State. Didn't they beat Wisconsin on a Hail Mary, too? Uh, Michigan State beat Wisconsin on a Hail Mary. I don't, did Ohio State also I, do that? Braxton Miller threw it. It might okay. have been Nebraska. I, I can't remember. I think it was. Uh, that was Nebraska, I believe. Yeah, Wisconsin, uh, Michigan State beat Wisconsin. Uh, on the Kirk Cousins to Keith Nickel Hail Mary on a play No, I think that Rocket. Braxton Miller threw a pass from the 50, like with five seconds okay, left. Okay, maybe, maybe scored it was. A touchdown. Damn, yeah. Wisconsin was playing a lot of good games back <laughs> yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, holy cow. All right, if you've got suggestions for that series. It's scary to think it's been almost 15 years since that happened. I know. Like, like think about uh, how. I mean, like, we're old. Crazy? Stop it. We're yeah. old. Yeah, no, if you've got suggestions for that, hit us up. At Andy underscore Staples on Twitter, at Ari Wasserman, uh, you come, in, you know, in the chat when we do a live show. Let us know what you think we need to do in that series because I I had more fun doing that last summer. Yeah, that was than fun. just about anything. So because you get to watch football again, absolutely, absolutely, and you get to watch old commercials, which I enjoyed a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, guys, it's been fun. Ari and I are here for meetings in Chicago. We're with all the other folks from the athletics. So we're gonna have a lot of fun stuff this week. Uh, we, we will have a bunch of guests. We're going to talk a bunch of different teams. We're going to bank some shows for the next few weeks with, where we might be drilling down deep on one team. But we've also got everybody together. So we are going to have a lot to talk about. And we will talk to you again very soon.